This is episode nine. What is the best type of content for my course? Hello, and welcome to the eCourse Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to have you here with me today. You know, John Lee Dumas may have Fire Nation and Simon Chan may have MLM Nation, but folks, my friends, we have Domi Nation. That's e-course domination. If you're ready to crush it with e-courses and online courses, this is the place to be. And you may notice that, yes, I am a little pumped today because I just got an email in from a listener by the name of Ben Brearley, and he reached out to me just over three weeks ago and asked me some questions about some course creation issues that he was having. And then just a couple of days ago, he sent me another email saying that he had his first course up on Udemy. Now, how exciting is that? Three weeks. Look, mate, my hat goes off to you. A big congratulations to you, Ben, because you know, you've taken the action and you've done it in three weeks. From zero to, to publishing in three weeks is absolutely awesome. It's a, it's a massive, massive achievement and uh, congratulations to you. Now, before we go into what I discussed with Ben, I just want to give you a little quick product endorsement. When I'm creating my podcasts and screencasts, I like to use my Rode NT-USB microphone. Unfortunately, a few days ago, I was recording a piano accompaniment and my microphone got pulled off the grand piano and on to the wooden floor. And it got a bit shaken up and it is not suitable for recording at the moment. The good news is, is I rang up the people at Rode Microphones and I told them the true story and they are good enough to have me ship the microphone down to them and have it fixed for free, which is very, very good of them. But in the meantime, I'm scrambling around for a microphone to use for my podcast and screencast because, as you know, I'm in the process of creating a new course. So now, at the moment, I'm using my Rode SmartLav lapel microphone, the one that plugs straight into my smartphone. So you may pick up a little bit of difference in the audio between the previous podcast and this podcast, and this is the reason, because I'm using a different microphone. So I just sort of give you the, you know, the, the little rundown on the Rode because it's a fantastic microphone, the, the SmartLav Plus. It goes, it plugs straight into the headphone jack of your smartphone. So it's designed specifically for iPhones, iPads, and Android tablets, Android phones. It's a great quality sound. There's no batteries required. It's a broadcast quality microphone. It does noise cancellation and it gives a very, very good sound. So if you're interested in looking further into a Rode SmartLav Plus, you can check out my website, my affiliate link at ecoursedomination.com slash RSL. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash RSL. Fantastic microphone. Just before we get into discussing the content of this show, I just like to put it out there and say if there is any person that you want me to interview. So if there's a, a lecturer or, or somebody out in this, in the online ed- education space that you particularly want me to talk to on the show, my email address is asktim 
at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com. You'd let me know who you want me to talk to, and I'll do my best to get them on the show. Also, if there's anything in particular you want to know about, any questions you have, any topics you want me to discuss, the same email, asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com. Okay, so back in early May, I received an email from Ben. And Ben wrote to me and he said, Hi, Tim, something I'd be keen on learning, which you might be able to cover on your podcast. What is the best type of content for different types of courses? Obviously, there is video, audio, PowerPoint slides and other, but when should you use each of them? And saying he's looking at creating a course soon and he found my podcast through Google and it was a timely find because he's looking at creating his course now and he was able to basically start listening to this podcast from the beginning. So we started to have a little bit of a conversation back and forth via email. Now, content is going to be very specific to what type of course and your audience. So if you're creating a course to promote a, a, a product, so say, for example, you've got an opt-in box on your website and you're offering a, a free five-part mini course to people to, you know, in exchange for their email address, then that can easily be done just by either text emails or, or sending out emails with links to, to online videos. So this is really, really, when it comes to what sort of content is best, it's a very, very broad subject because you've got to decide what sort of course and delivery that you're going to do in the first place. So in order to just reduce this field down so we're not just talking about everything in this podcast, we're just going to talk about the, the more common types of training now, which is you know, the online courses that are, are similar to what is being posted up on places like Udemy and SchoolFeed and Skillshare and those types of platforms, which are basically um, mainly video content. So the first question was, where is your audience? Now, if you've already got a following, so if you've already got a list, and you're interested to know what sort of content or delivery that your audience wants, the best thing to do is ask them. So you can just send them out an email, you can survey them. Now, not everybody on your list is going to respond back to you. Uh, that's quite, that's quite normal, but you can usually get enough feedback, enough of a percentage of an open rate and, and a return rate to give you an idea of what people want. And then again, obviously, as you produce your course and, and you put it out there, you are going to get the feedback from your students saying, look, this, I would really find this helpful if you included this in your course. I would really find this helpful if you included that in your course. So I don't think you get you know, sort of too hung up over your course content from the outset. I think the most, the most important thing that you do is just to get your content out there and get your students involved and engaged and they'll soon tell you what they want. Um, as far as improvements and additions to the course. But just a couple of things. The people at um, eLearning Educators, that's eLearningEducators.com, just put out a very interesting infographic uh, in this last week. And they surveyed these online learners and they found that video was the most taken type of online course 
are coming in at 37% over all the other types and that video was the most preferred delivery method. So the, so the preferred range of video was in the age group of uh, 45 to 54. So there's no, there's no secret that, that video is, is probably has, has got a higher perception and people, uh, engage better with, with video. There's a book by Richard Mayers and I'll, and I'll, I'll have links to, to these sites and these resources in the show notes. So, so don't, don't uh, stress too much. There's this book called Multimedia Learning. And if you're looking at creating an online course, it's probably a, a pretty good text to, to get. I haven't got it. I'm just reading a, a, like a, a book review on it. But one thing that they mentioned was that Mayer's research and other people studying multimedia learning found that the combination of text, images, and narration was the most effective form of relaying your, your content than any others. So when we, when we translate that, it just basically we're talking about a presentation with a narration. So a PowerPoint presentation or a key point presentation and talking over. So just a, just a screencast is still considered probably the most effective way to communicate your information. But I still think it's, it's good that you get your face on camera and that your students can see you. Now, you don't have to be on camera for your entire course, but it's important that probably at the beginning and somewhere throughout the, the middle and towards the end that you, you, you do get on and you engage with them. You talk with them. You, you, you eyeball that lens of that camera and you look through that camera and you talk to your student and, and you, and you engage and interact with them and build that relationship with them because that is where the, 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 the true learning and the trust is going to come from is when they, is when they trust you and know you, then they're going to believe what you have to say as well. When it comes to producing your content, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I, for one of my courses, it's a expert interview series. So I interviewed uh, these people who, who are already earning six figures a year selling their courses on Udemy. And I put that into a review in a VIP, um, mastermind circle that I'm a member of. I'm, I'm a member of a, of a, of a group where I'm learning the ins and outs of internet marketing. And so I put this course up there for, for their review. And one person came back and he said, I hate audio and I hate video. I don't have time. I don't have time to sit down and watch a 40 minute video. I don't have time to listen to a 40 minute audio. And I also had the content transcribed. So one, each interview ended up being between 17 and 18 pages of transcription. He says, I don't have time to read all that either. I just want a summary. I just want one piece of paper telling me what to do. And that's all I've got time for. So just bear that in mind, just, just because, and, and I was, I was a little bit taken back. Like it was, it was great feedback, but I was just a little bit taken back because you no, know, I personally, I've got problems with my, you know, with my eyesight and I get tired very quickly when I'm reading. So my preferred learning is either via video or audio. So sometimes when you have your preferred and, and, and say the majority of preferred 
is audio video, there are still those who don't like that. So we've got to cater for all these different types of learning uh, preferences and, and, and learning methods. The best way to go about it in from my side of things is that create a video. Once you create the video, you can then convert the video into audio. So now you've got two products. So you've already got your video and now you've taken the MP3 out of the video into an audio. So it's two products. Then you can send that audio off to a transcription service or you can use a free transcription like a machine transcription. There is a video on my website on how to transcribe your content for free. You can check that out. And so you can then have that content transcribed and now you've got three products. So you took the time to make the one product. So, so you, so you simply made a video and now very time effectively and cost effectively, you've got three products. But then I would also go on to say that do look at doing things like infographics. Infographics are very, very popular. So you can take, take your content and summarize it and put it into an infographic, into cheat sheets into resource guides, just you can take that that one lot of content and present it four or five different ways to to suit your audience and to um, to cater for all these different types of learning preferences. I suppose the last point I want to make in this area is that these days there's an expectation of um, a bit of entertainment as well. So it's coming to a point of where it's sort of more like edutainment that you've got to engage and entertain your students. Nobody wants somebody sitting there and talking like this and going through to the, now the, you know, that, that person could be presenting absolutely brilliant material, but if the presentation isn't engaging and captivating, it's not going to be absorbed because the, because the student's going to just turn off. So there's got to be, there's got to be energy. Um, it doesn't hurt to, you know, to, you know, to, to joke or, or bring a bit of humor in. Just be careful with humor because what you find funny, other, other people might find stupid and that might just cause a disconnect as well. So be, be careful on, on that side. But I know I, I did one course. It was actually a podcasting course. It was the course I did prior to starting this podcast. And I'm going to have the, the instructor from that course come on on interview very shortly. But he had an amazing presentation style and he included all these audio and video snippets throughout his course. And it, it really sort of broke it up and it was, it was funny. It was engaging and it just really had you wanting to go from one video to the next. And as you can see, the course is very successful because the podcast is up. So. You know, try, you know, try to spice it up with a bit of flair, a bit of variety to engage your students. So suppose to, to summarize, the best type of content is still a, a combination of audio and video and text and, and your summary sheets and everything else. That's, that's the best way to cover all bases. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's good to just have all of one type of media. It's very important to to mix and, and match and change it up, even with supple, supplementary information, just that so that you're covering all those bases and keeping as many of your students 
as happy as possible. Okay, so I hope you found that information useful and actionable. And a big shout out to, to Ben once again. I'd also like to send another shout out to Ben. So this is really turning into the, to the Ben Brearley show because Ben also was kind enough to give me a five star review on iTunes. So I really want to, um, to thank Ben for that because the, the, the reviews are very important because they help to, to, to rank the show and help to get the show out to, to more people who are looking for this sort of information. And like to me, I'm, I'm just so excited that I help Ben turn around in three weeks and get a course up on, on Udemy because this is what this show is all about. This show is all about helping people get their, get their courses out of their head and online. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited that it happened for Ben in, in such a short period of time. And I, and I wish Ben all the success in the future. So thank you, Ben, for your five star review on iTunes as well. And if you have got time to pop by iTunes and leave an honest rating review, I would truly, truly appreciate it. If you send me, if you give me a five star review and rating, please send me an email letting me know that you've left me a review and what country you're in. And I will give you a shout out on the show. Once again, if you had any questions, at all. If you've got any information that, as you know, I'm, I'm doing this, this new course about market research and uh, market intel, uh, market intel. If you've got anything in that area that you want to know about specifically, do send me an email, asktim at ecoursedomination.com and I'll make sure that I, I answer that question and include information in the course. Thank you very, very much for listening today. I know that you've got so many options out there today and I know that life is so busy so I do do truly appreciate when you take your time and listen to my show and until next time take care